two grand. Man, when am I gonna get that from by midnight? Daddy, you cool? Hell nah. These essays are threatening me over some shit my whack ass father did. Uncle D smoke? Yeah, that lying ass nigga Darren. See, my mom thought it'd be a good idea for me to go visit him in prison. Say hi, Daddy. Say hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Whose goddamn white baby is that? This is your baby, okay? He's just light-skinned. Mm-hmm. That one might be mine. That one right there. I'm not totally sure. Just because you name him Darren don't mean he belonged to Darren. But I don't care what this baby's name is. This baby is rice-skinned, but not light-skinned. That is a white child. That is Caucasian from the mountains of Caucasus. That is a Slavic baby, a Viking from Iceland. That's a good... That baby got 730 as a credit rating right now as an infant. You the only one I've been with, Darren. Bitch, let me explain to you the math. I've been in here 16 consecutive years. You know how long consecutive is, don't oh, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so I means one right after the motherfucking other. Because I ain't never missed a day. So clearly you've been having some conjugal visits with some other motherfuckers other than me. That's not my baby. That's almost a grown white man you brought in here. His glasses are certainly grown. I've never seen a baby with that type of prescription. And why does that baby look like Officer Joshua? <laughs> Bitch, you been fucking the guard? Uh-uh, nah-uh. Hey, Darren, stop talking to my mom like that, man. Be respectful. You're absolutely right. I apologize for that. It's just that this bitch... Hey, there you go your again. Mother, your mother was misbehaving. I'm mm. sorry, I should have set a better example in front of the nice white gentleman and your mother. All right, so could I please speak to my black son privately, please, if that be okay with you, Trina? Mm -hmm. I mean, meaning no disrespect, sir. Hope to work for you one day when I get out. Come on, baby. Oh, raggedy head self. Oh, you have to excuse me, son. This is my first white baby. What's up, man? I'm in a jam. What? Uh, there, there was a, a gambling incident, and I... I, I need, uh, like, 13,000 cigarettes, preferably 6,000 of those non-menthol, and then, like, 5,000 pineapple fruit cups. That's worth about $2,000 on the open street market, if you can handle that for me. I appreciate it. Darren, what are you talking about? Well, see, what had happened was... Wait, you about to do a flashback within a flashback? Nigga, you know you can't do that. Nigga, I'm a criminal. That's what I do. What I'm not supposed to do. So now, what had happened was. No Mexican has ever beat me in dominoes, ever. But one day the cash was on the line, I'd been sipping that lean, and he caught me slipping. What's this got to do with me? It's your problem. Uh, I didn't have the money, and in lieu of the money, <clears throat> I told Junior and his crew that I had a rich son in a famous rap group. And I'm sure a little funky $2,000 don't mean nothing when he clocking all the dollars out there, Mr. Major, buckety bucks. What? Man, we ain't signed yet. I ain't got no money. All right, well, let's, let's not be a gloomy Gus, okay? If you didn't learn nothing from your white brother, it's learn, always look on the bright side of life. But you still haven't given him any money? No, I gave him orange this morning, but... They're already trying to make me make small booty payments, and I only got a small booty to work with. Look here, man. Um, 
I only got one booty hole. You understand what I'm saying? They don't take debit or credit or nothing in here. It's just hold, okay? Now, I've been holding on to it for 16 years. I don't see no reason to let it go now over a few little pineapple fruit cups and some cigarettes. Speaking of which, I need you to do me a favor. <coughs> you think you can listen to these for me? That's disgusting, man. What, what'd you put that out from? Oh, from my Louis Vuitton prison bag, nigga. What do you think? I pulled them out my ass. You ain't got to smell it. Just listen to it. I know, I know it's time. Look, I only got a few seconds before they snatch me up out of here, because I'm a gangster. But look, I need you to save my sphincter. You embarrass me in front of that white man's child. You better. Sean, fine. All right. Oh, all right, well, then it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> Whoever it is, man. The point, we we, we going we to get it straightened out with the magic of editing. You know? That's because I'm black. All right, fuck, fuck it. Let's get it, man. We got it. I'm, I'm excited, man. We here with the blue. Yeah. Right. I, I, this is probably my first all-blue episode since uh, I did the school time episode with that I, Sherrod was also on. The school days episode that I did, that's probably the last one I had. Oh, that was all all blue down and shit. School days, what we do? What we do? What we do? Talking about, oh, uh, you're talking about with Jason? Yeah, with Jason and, and my son. The shit we didn't learn in school and stocks and oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that. And shit, you know. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shows a while ago, man. So I'm 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 glad I didn't have each one of y'all on different episodes. Matter of fact, uh Sean was my first guest ever. Um, and I'm gonna get more into this shit as I actually start the actual episode. But Sean was my first guest ever. Uh, this Sean was my first couples guest ever. Both of y'all were like my highest rated episodes for sure. Uh, Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, actually, Deshaun, you was my first two part episode. So yeah, you definitely dropped that wisdom, wisdom about sucking toes and shit. So we. Man, had <laughs> hey, listen, it get better. It get better. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. That nigga ain't lying. <laughs> hey man, I'm with it. I'm with it too. I'm particular. Well, I'm I, got, I gotta be a what, what is what is happening? Why are all my niggas sucking toes? What, what these, I'm telling you is, is nigga, the slow stroke, the choke, and the toe. Bruh. That's the combo. That's the winning combination, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that nigga just spit bars. Yeah, what slow stroke with the choke. You don't get married. Without doing some shit that you that you didn't do before you was touching. That's the trifecta. Maybe that's why y'all got kids and I don't. Maybe maybe that's it. That's exactly right. That's how you get lost in the sauce, bro. Wait, wait, I will say that I did have my first child before I was sucking toes. But back then I was eating ass. So, I mean, I mean, I do that. It'd be like that someday. Man. You do it with your eyes open so you can see everything. <laughs> uh, when I was a shorty, no. But in my defense, I did think I was going to be with that woman for the rest of my life. So I was like, when in Rome. Your ass fell in love. She's actually still in my life for the rest of my life. We had a kid together. So I wasn't wrong. I just didn't say it with fast. You know? So as my Christian brothers and sisters say, you know, uh, be careful what you wish for. I'm fucking weak. This is about to be a funny ass episode. Yeah, this, this, this is niggas, man. Yeah, uh, this, 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 this is gonna be one for the books. This is <laughs> me and all my niggerosity. 
Hey, Deshaun, wait, what's your birthday, bro? He said June 11th? No, 11-11, November 11th. November 11th. Oh. Oh, I got a sense who uh, Zaydaversary is 11-11. Now, which one is that? Is it, uh, is it SS? They're from your school. They find, yeah, you know, they find them. Well, Kev, man, shit. The small talk is great. When you want to start, let's get it, bro. Not for sure. We 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 gonna get into it then. Um, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this right here is a very 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 special near and dear episode to myself and my heart and my guests. This right here is the end of the year episode, end of the first year episode. This is the New Year's Eve holiday season, Christmas time, goal setting, family planning, whatever the fuck else you do at the end of the year episode, man. I'm sitting right here with some of my blast in the past uh, guests that helped get this whole fucking show launched off to where it is right now. Um, sitting with me in the Zoom Trap Studios right now, my first guest ever, Mr. Uh, Sean Rec Vincent himself, Mr. Uh, Valerie's son, Mr. Uh, uh, whatever the fuck else he goes by these days, father of the year, new father of the year. That's where he is right now. Uh, in addition to that, I got my uh, my pro fight, my club, uh, Mr. Sherrod, Mr. Brandon, uh, teacher of the year. Uh, and when he comes back, we will also have my other special club, my Mr. Suck Them Toes, my my club, my my married partner, uh, Mr. Dapper Dixon himself. Uh, you never call this man Mr. Suck Them Toes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Welcome to the season year-ending episode of the Children Immigrants Podcast. I am the man with the plans to always keep it 100 grand. K-Dot, a.k.a. Deuce of the Juice, a.k.a. Rafael De La Ghetto. If you know your Fresh Prince, you understand the reference. A.k.a. Uh, side Nigga Sundays that get you ready for the main nigga on Monday so everybody involved can have a fun day. I am he. I am that guy. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. This is, this, is, this is a very much needed episode preventing, pre- presenting the uh, uh, the importance of black fathers and debugging all the myths and stereotypes of the raw that black men ain't shit and black men don't take care of their kids and woo out the band that we've heard throughout our lives. Uh, gentlemen, whoever wants to start, first off, uh, congratulations on the new kids. Everyone of y'all got a new kid this year, whether it's y'all first kid or in addition to the family. So definitely congratulations. Um, tell me, what are some things that y'all have learned about being fathers with newborns? Man, hey, Kev, thank you for having me back on the show, G. Uh, Sean Reck, man, I can do my, my whole situation. I'm, I'm on high edge my podcast, otherwise I, I wouldn't <laughs> play my shit. But, um, yeah, man, my, my son, my firstborn, came into this life 727-21-10-08 p.m. Shit. And um, I might have just made that time up on the low. <laughs> it was after 10 p.m. though, for sure. Um, but man, listen, he, he came early, man. He came four weeks early, G. He was supposed to be a Virgo, but he ended up being a Leo at a start. Oh man. That's hey tough. man. Hey, it's it's, it's hey, on the real, bro. He was hey G, he was really wild. He was what? doing my he was doing our birthday, Brandon. Me and Brandon you Brandon lying. Birthday Damn, Damn. Dude, we'll talk, G. He was, he was due 828, bro. 
Damn. He was supposed to come 828, but you know me, man. If y'all know me, if you follow me on, on Facebook, I talk big shit about Leo's, man. Big shit for a hey, variety of reasons. to happen, man. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you got blessed with the Leo, man. Welcome, welcome to the family. Man, Leo God is good. Right God is good most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> What's up, man? I got my little, I got my little symbol, man. You know what I'm saying, young king? But, man, I, I love him to pieces, bro. Um, came four weeks early because um, it was something called fetal constriction where his, his mother, her womb, um, he, he was basically growing at a, at a rate that her womb wasn't able to handle, so they had to induce her uh delivery sure. and so uh yeah he he came in but that was something i never heard of before mm-hmm. so that was something that i, I had to learn all right mm-hmm. um i was born of c-section my mother had a c-section with me by choice it was okay. really wild my mother chose to have a c-section with me on august 28th because i was due like the second week of september something like that okay. and she wanted me to be born before september 1 for education purposes because she wanted me to be to get right. in kindergarten when I was five. Your was mom was six. thinking for it. Okay. Respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Respect about so, it. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, th- there's so much just in my, my son just turned four months at the time of this recording. And it, it's wild to see his development because even though like he's been on earth for four months, <laughs> developmentally, he's about three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyone that sees him can say, like, man, this is really advanced for a three, even four month kid. Uh-huh. Like he's he's his focus is there. He's got a higher attention span than me, nigga. <laughs> like he'll lock on and, and watch you for real intently and see, like, hey, where you going? Like, what you doing over there? Like that looks like something of interest to me. Um, and so um you know, I'm watching him, and everybody thinks that their baby is a baby genius, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, my kid's special. Look at him. He, 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 that, that baby been here before. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm watching him because I've, I've never had to deal with a baby, man. I don't have no little nieces, nephews, little baby mm. cousins or nothing like that. The, the next youngest kid on my mother's side of the family is my cousin, Tina, who just turned 29 this year. And on my father's side, I got a, I got a cousin that I rarely ever see. He lives in like Arizona, and she just turned twelve. So there's no babies. There has been no babies okay. around. So I'm blessed to be uh, part of the portal to okay. bring this through, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Mr. Sherrod, you this What's is up, this is child number two for you. Uh, what is it like to repeat the newborn stage, and and how do you how do you merge that into your already uh, little adult essentially? From what you got on your situation, um, ooh. let me see. <laughs> it's been it's been interesting um, to not get as much rest <laughs> as I as I would like to. Uh huh. Preach on it, preach on it, brother. <laughs> my my youngest daughter isn't her her name is Safia. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest daughter, she doesn't she doesn't cry for real. She's like a really calm, happy baby. Look at that! Look at that shit right and there. And I I would like to think that that is 
very indicative of the bliss that her mother and I felt when we created her. Okay. And like the love that we shared amongst each other. Okay. Um, bragging moment, my oldest daughter just got accepted to Brooks. Well, she's attending Brooks now, but- sure. um, Let's give her a hand clap. Let's give her a hand clap. She's, uh, she's in the academic center. Okay. And so she's getting some coursework that's uh, a bit more rigorous than she was. And so right now she's getting stuff uh, above a grade level. It's like eighth grade material. Mm. So right now, um, I think the biggest thing that I'm balancing in this house is a teenager who is very much an A-type personality where like failure isn't an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if she fails, she shuts down. And then my newborn who is just here blissfully and ignorantly living in the world as happy as she can. Uh And in between them is my middle child who I got through marriage. And, uh, I will say, like, she's a really, really bright child. Like, she's five, but sometimes when you talk to her, she seems so much older. Okay. And, like, so far, her mom and I have taught her to read. And, like, in kindergarten, she's reading the books, just, like, flying through them joints. And I'm just like, damn, this kid is brilliant. Like, how did I get these smart-ass wow. kids? It's phenomenal, man. <laughs> You're an educator, bro. So that's a <laughs> right. It, it speaks to the fact that you are an educator, too. So, I mean, it was kind of bound to happen, you know? Man, I'm, I'm just happy that they uh they willing to let me mold them. They could be completely rebellious and be like, yeah, dad, fuck school. <laughs> they could. I mean, they, they could. like... Would they still be in my house? Yeah, because by law, like I would go to jail or they wouldn't, but so they was 18. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happy. For sure. <laughs> for um, sure, for sure. So yeah. What uh what lessons have you taken from raising the older two uh that make kind of making the new raising the newborn a bit easier of a process this time around for you? For real, for real, nothing. Mm. Like, like I know that like changing a, a diaper is a skill and like once you <laughs> learn that skill it's kind of hard to forget that skill okay. but each of my children are different okay like yeah they are all different humans completely different humans okay and um it's kind of hard i feel like they all came at a stage in my life where i needed them to teach me mm. And my gift to them is is raising them to be uh, some freedom fighting as sisters. For sure, for sure. That's so gonna yeah. uh, take over girl the world. Dads, man, girl Listen, you, dads. Real girl dad. We definitely need more men. Uh, more men in they in they in their kids' lives. Period. But specifically, more men in their daughters' lives and shit. You know, it, it, it's it pays off later on in life as they get older and how motherfuckers they- downplay that shit, but it's so important, man. Hey. man. Salute to Brandon Sharai, bro. That's Real awesome. shit. Shit. Even, yeah. even, even men in the, even men in the, in their son's lives, like, like wreck now, you know? So the boy learns how to grow up and be a respectable man and like actually treat women the right way and handle, handle his business, go about standing on his word, things of that nature, you know, it's, it's all, 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 all together. The, the male plays an important role in the kid's life. Um, 
So on that note, what, what, are, what are some of the things that you, you uh, as men want to make sure you pass off in, into your kids or that you want your kids to see and know of their fathers? Man, listen, I, I, I want to jump in this because um, I, I got a baby boy, man. I got a baby boy that's born in 2021. Mm-hmm. We talking about a post-pandemic baby. Oh, I, oh no, we still in this motherfucker. Post, this post, post, post lockdown baby. Show, right? post, post lockdown baby. Yeah, and, and we may go into another one. Shout out to Omicron. But <laughs> but listen, man, Carver. That's my son's name. I wanna I wanna invoke, I wanna invoke his name. <laughs> you got yeah. your kid four names, bro. I might, I might, I might have. Oh to... man, that's that's power in the name. That's power in the name. Most definitely, everyone. We gave might, our have... daughter four names too. Word. Hey, so you understand, man? Wavelength, you understand? <laughs> so I might have to, Every... I might have to, I might have to bleep his name out for legal purposes and protecting identity and shit, you know. But I'm, I'm gonna let you finish your thought before I get into the question of the naming one, because that's another thing too. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a great topic. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, CJ. My son, affectionately known as AKA Lil Scoop. Um, You've told me a different name name of him before when we was at your house, or no, a different reason as to why he came into existence, but I'm gonna leave that one alone. Never mind. Yeah, 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 man. That's offline, offline, offline. CJ Lil Scoop, man, I have in my mind, I've got a syllabus already prepared for life lessons that I wanna teach him, man. For real, bro. Um, there's so many things that I was taught that were instilled in me by life, mm-hmm. by my father, that I want to pass on. There's so many things that weren't instilled in me at an early enough age mm-hmm. um, that I want to make sure that he has early, mm-hmm. early, early, early. Um, one of those things being, I want him to develop a fierce confidence in himself and his abilities and his capabilities mm-hmm. um, they, they can't be be broken mm-hmm. I want him to know that because I try I can mm-hmm. um, even if I don't do it successfully you know I'm I'm, I'm fearless in the attempt mm-hmm. that's what I want to you know still in him when I was younger bro I, I had this fear of failure mm-hmm. um, if I wasn't good at it I didn't want to do that shit. I tried, like, ah, oh, damn, I see that ain't my jam. Fucking, I'm mm-hmm. it. So I tried a lot of different things when I was young, but I want him to, to be able to fall and be like, shit, ain't no sweat. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get back up. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. And then for me, okay, that's fine. But I, I tried it to the point where, you know what I'm saying? I made a valiant effort. Mm-hmm. Um, honoring his word to know that your, your word is is bond as we say word is bond right mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is one of the only things that you have in this word in this world is your word mm-hmm. um to respect himself um equally as he respects others I, I think being americans it's very easy to get absorbed in this individualist nature when we think about me 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 but you have to see yourself as a sec, a part of the community that's greater than yourself. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, being a part of something greater. So I gotta instill that that sense of community in him. Um, respect, honor, and loyalty to black women. I'm um, starting with black girls. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
there's so many things, bro. I, I, I can't even go through it all, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity for it, man. Um, when, when I first found out that he was coming, you know, I went through the whole, all the stages, the surprise, the shock, the grief of losing my individual itself. Like, man, I can't live my life for myself anymore. But then mm-hmm. it came excitement. It came excitement because I'm like, damn, bro, I have an opportunity, I have the privilege, I have the honor of guiding this little boy who will eventually become a man through this life. I don't know. Maybe he'll become a man. But, um, you know, I have the honor and the privilege and the duty and responsibility to guide someone. So I'm I'm so excited and ecstatic for that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh Club, Mr. Mr. Shirai, what, what, are, what are things that you want to make sure your kids know you as and that you want to instill in your beautiful daughters, all three of them? Um, I want them to be community-minded, civically engaged, socially active. Um, I want them to be intelligent, young women, and, of course, adults. Um, I'm real heavy on respect. Mm-hmm. So, so anytime any of them pretend that they want to get buff with the missus, I did that instantly. Um, I think for me as a person, I'm more interested in the moral development mm-hmm. of my children. I think as long as they have like a strong moral compass, um, a lot of other things will work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want them to have a work ethic. Um, because I don't want them to think that someone's supposed to take care of them, mm-hmm. yet that they can take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I joke with the missus a lot. I think my middle child is going to be like a, I'm going to call her my daddy kind of kind of woman. Because <laughs> she, she already do that stuff now. You'll be talking to her. She'll be like, yeah, I'm going to call my daddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, okay. We all need that one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she she's the one. She's definitely the I'ma call my daddy one. <laughs> like real real talk. She okay. knows what it is. I'm coming through. Um, I think everything that I want them to know is about the moral development. Um and their and their their social, civic, and how can I say this? I guess the moral obligation to their people. How are you gonna advance your people? Regardless of what you do, how are you going to advance them? Oh, man, hey man, like mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to to cut in. See, but right, I, I think I mean Brent, me and Brandon see eye to eye on a lot on a lot of things, man. The community aspect is so fucking important in this day and age, in this era, more than I think it ever has been because society tries to detract away from that so much now than yeah. than it has. Um, I, I want my son and future kids if I have them, if God bless me enough to, you know, continue to sow my seed. Um, I, I want them truly to be invested in the ongoings of the people. And that's part of why I named my son Carver. Mm-hmm. Um, his first name Carver comes from um, George Washington Carver. Oh yeah. And who was a man about his people. He was a scientist. He was an activist, right? He was all these things. He was concerned about his people. Fuck the dollar. I'm about my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted that power to be in his name to be concerned with such. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's greater. It's bigger than the I. You know, there's, 
there's no iron team and all that good shit. There but, is a me um, in that motherfucker though. There is a me in that motherfucker <laughs> for the MJ. But no, straight up though, man. Um, yeah. it's, it's bigger than us. You can't take anything with you when you leave this place, but your legacy remains. For sure, for sure. Uh, I, I, I want him to get there early. I want that kindness, that sense of kindness yeah. is a core trait that I want to develop and instill in him. Because um, there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Mm-hmm. Nice is acute. Mm-hmm. You know, kindness is ongoing, is unprompted. Mm-hmm. And I want him to, to have that for himself and others. So so you kind of alluded to this topic. So I'm going to go ahead and just ask that question. Uh, as Black men, as Black fathers, what do you want your kids to know as Black boys and Black girls in this society, in this culture, in this country that we live in? What are, what are lessons that you want them to know? I want my kids to pursue everything they want to do fearlessly and boundlessly. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Mm-hmm. You dream it, go do it. Mm-hmm. You think about it, you can have it. Mm-hmm. Just like, I want you to be able to develop a plan and execute that plan and then mm-hmm. repeat it. Mm-hmm. The only limitations are the ones you put on yourselves. Yeah, yeah. We can't use the word can't in this house. If any of my children tell me they cannot do it, I tell them to, to think about it for a second and try it again. Shout out to love and basketball, nigga. When you say can't, you ain't a man. Can't is like a swear word in your house, huh? Yeah, can't, can't is a swear word in my house. And my middle child would say, I can't find it. I can't do this. This is too hard. Take a minute. Breathe. Try it again. Let me find out you'd be pledging your kids, but I, I respect potentially. Hold their arms out. They may do six inches. I don't care. <laughs> they ain't got no bruises. You right. You right. Excuses. There it is. Excuses are tools of the incompetent. You know, drill that in them at a young age. They're gonna go the way they need to go, right? <laughs> uh, Mr. Wreck, what, what, are, what are things you want your, your Black son to know in this Black country, in this Black world as a Black man? Uh, this, so much, man. I, I'm going to really try to be acute. I'm trying to really try to be acute because, I mean, you're really asking questions about lessons that we want to teach over the span of a lifetime, which is we don't know how long that's going to be. For sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> but one thing I really appreciate and I value and I honor about my father is that he made show. If I ain't know shit else, he knew that I was a black boy in America mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of what that meant. It's some things I had to find out on my own. But, you know, um, I, I want him to know that even though this country is going to say X amount of things about you, mm-hmm. what you can, what you, what they don't want you to be able to do. Mm-hmm. What they fear you doing, for that matter. What they fear you and... And all that shit and what our history says, um, you know, that we are able to do and what people try to prevent us to do. Still, you motherfucking rise. Mm-hmm. You rise. In, in the words of Maya, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want him to, to develop that perseverance, man. I want him to have, develop a, a value of character. I, essentially, I want that nigga to, be, to understand what we did. For sure. <laughs> For sure. And, 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 Those who know, no. 
and and to go above and beyond that too, because with the with the new generations comes new challenges, comes new advancements, comes new uh, resources that we don't have in our generation that the generations before us didn't have, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I know that in twenty years, God bless that I, I get to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, my my son is going to have a new understanding that I can't even comprehend in this mm-hmm. moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our, our parents came up in a time that we can't even fathom. Like, damn, this is how you motherfuckers were thinking? Yeah. So close-minded, right? Like, yeah. did you thought that women couldn't do this and do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equal in this way, right? It's, it's hard to wrap your minds around and conceptualize. But yeah. in 20 years, that's what they're going to be thinking about us. Like, damn, y'all couldn't fathom that shit? <laughs> y'all niggas um, I'm excited. Shit. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't know how to build a flying car yet? We, this is in everybody's driveway now, that type of shit. In a physical way, in a spiritual way, in an yeah, emotional yeah. way, I, I want him to be so much bounds and leaps beyond what I ever will be. Mm-hmm. That's only to just be greater than me, man. Preach, preach up. So I got a go ahead. Go ahead. me think about a couple things. One, uh, shout out to the missus because her name is actually Maya Angelou, which is pretty dope. <laughs> wow, <laughs> look at that. I knew yeah, her name. So, was, I, I knew her name was Maya. I didn't know Maya Angelou was it. Okay, I respect yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty badass. Um, so like some of my really really close friends, um, and Maya, they all say that I'm a little too hard on the girls. Mm. Um, and like I have very very candid conversations with them about the limitations that this world places on them. And if anybody knows me, I have a very vulgar mouth. Like I'll say fucking church. I'm sorry to those who are extremely religious. Um, but I, I definitely have a very vulgar mouth. Like I will say what the fuck I want to say. And either you're gonna beat me up or I'm gonna beat you up. I just like what's language anyway, man. We created right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Nevertheless, um I definitely am like head over heels in love with the idea in the implementation and the action um, that allows me to teach my daughters about their blackness and how to be black and present mm-hmm. in every single space that they're in. And I, and I let them know that. Like my oldest kid has a hair lock, my youngest kid wears Afro puffs. Like, yeah, do that. We're here, mm-hmm. we're here, we're present. Like my wife walks around the crib in turbans and like hair wraps and scarves and like, yeah, do that. Yeah, we here, we here, come on. Like, I, yeah, I, I would love for your identity to be present and active in your mind as you navigate life. Yeah, yeah. On that note, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Children of podcast. Stay tuned. Um, let me let me ask y'all this question because you you kind of started on this topic, uh, and I and I'll get into my own personal history on that too. Talk about the importance or the significance of, or even the things you try to speak into existence when you na- when you name your kids specific names. Yeah. Um, so my, my son's name, um, like I said, his first name Carver is derived from George Washington Carver. Mm-hmm. Look him up, Google him, please. Sure. Please understand that he is not 
the peanut man. <laughs> he is way more than just the peanut man. That's all, I mean, you talking about the peanut man? No. Man, right. White history will have us thinking that shit and will misinform us. Think, that, that oh, man, re- didn't didn't that, that nigga invent peanut butter? No, the fuck he didn't. Real, real reductionist ass history of him. For sure. But the, the man was a man about his people. He was about science. He was about enlightenment and progress. Mm-hmm. Um, in a nutshell, that is why I chose for that to be his first okay. name, Carver. And also, um, to carve means to create, mm-hmm. and it, it's not without ease. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is without ease, rather. Uh, to carve something versus to, to like mold clay, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To carve, you got to work. You got to work that shit. You don't carve putty, you know what I'm saying? You carve you know, metal, yeah, yeah, wood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It takes you're, effort you're, you're, to carve. You're, you're, you know what I'm creating saying? Something. Exactly. And it mm-hmm. takes time. And so I, I want that to be instilled in him too. Uh, sure. Your patience. For sure. Um, and so there's that. His second name um, is for my uncle James. He mm-hmm. passed away in uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was given to him by my grandmother because her, her brother was named James and he died before conceiving so Mm -hmm. all of his siblings had a son named james and all the jameses had a james on on my lineage on my side all the jameses have they're now deceased okay so it's a family tradition now for the next to to have a a son passes on their name james so james name they came about through my son Um, his next name his third name Mm-hmm. is after his maternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously his last name is my name. Mm-hmm. So each one of his names carries weight and means something that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have zero problems, zero qualms. I don't judge anybody to name something because that shit sound dope. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's very much so a, a common quality of a lot of Black parents to say, that shit sound cute. <laughs> and I'm gonna name my son or daughter that, and yeah. that's fine too. I'm actually kind of jealous with my four letter European Irish ass fucking name of Sean. <laughs> I wish I was named something like Devontarius or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just so you know exactly what you're getting <laughs> when you interact with me. But that, that's not what I got. So, but I wanted my, my son's name to have symbolic meaning. I respect that. I respect that wholeheartedly. Mr. Sherrod, before I get into my own naming history, what what, what what's some of the history behind uh, what your daughters were named or how their names came to be? For the record, mm-hmm. you can actually call it twice. <laughs> okay. I just want enlightenment, I, enlightenment, enlightenment. For sure, for sure. Just, you know, a little artist talking to you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> ain't nobody big about that, you know. that motherfucking MFA coming through. <laughs> but how 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 did the naming of, of your of your daughters come into existence, bro? All right. Well, I'll start at the top. Uh Nicole got her first name from her mom. Okay. Uh her mom's middle name. Okay. Um, her middle name is Latrice. Mm-hmm. Uh she got that from a godmother. That's a godmother's middle name. Mm-hmm. And then she has my last name. Um, Akimi got her entire name from her mom. Okay. And then she has her dad's last name. Um, 
And then our youngest daughter, Safia, um, Safia means pierced in Arabic. Mm-hmm. And so the thought behind that was just like pure thought and just like this whole like renaissance, enlightenment, mm-hmm. um, just making sure that you when you when you when you write oh my goodness my middle kid just lost her first tooth god dog it Ooh. you she go real- girl fatherhood moment oh, i wish y'all could see the visual yo yeah oh man that's beautiful that is beautiful man. that is some real beautiful i hate that picture they passed already damn you running into adulthood full speed shorty yeah, yeah. this is so cool that's amazing congratulations that's some, that's some real hey, hand, hand claps hand claps hand claps my girl, my it's, girl. Uh, yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. All right, now go gargle with some warm water, girl. You got to stop that bleed. <laughs> Salt water. Salt water. Well, somebody yeah, getting I, a visit. I, I get you some. Somebody Anywho. getting a uh, visit from the tooth fairy tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That, that, that's yeah, I don't know about I don't know about all that. I don't be lying. You still telling them that white people gonna come and bring money. I let it be known. I be working. Fuck that. I work hard. Listen, Nigga, this is my third degree. You think I'm going to tell them some white people came in here? No, girl, this is too long money up in this mug. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no white people coming in here giving uh, us nothing. All right, all right. So before we get into to the, the... Anyway, um, Sophia, <laughs> her name means oh, Pierre <laughs> in Arabic. <laughs> um, Michelle is, is my mother's, my mother's uh, middle name. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I just I just wanted to pay some some homage to my OG, because sure. like having a kid as a teenager was was not easy. For sure. For sure. And like this gave me the flexibility to finish school so that I could like provide a life for my kids. Respect. And I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that without her. Um, and then my wife chose the name Ari. I personally think it came from India, Ari, because that's one of her favorite artists. Mm-hmm. But she'll tell the story a little bit different. Whatever. <laughs> it's a miracle. It, right. it, it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and then Safi has my last name, Sherrod. Well, our last name, Sherrod. Yeah. Say, say that part. Yeah. Yo, you know, uh, what I kind of want to tap into is that, uh, you know, Kev, you got some some great representation going on. Um, Brandon and Deshaun are both, they both have two kids mm-hmm. and they're with in a relationship, an active relationship. Brandon just got engaged. I can't wait to come to the wedding. Um, Deshaun just got you know, to, to, to be married. Wow. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Deshaun did. Um, my dynamic is different. I'm co-parenting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some some of those experiences of parenthood are different as a result of that status of co-parenting. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm can I keep it real? I go for it. Talk talk about your experience co-parenting. We we split time 50% half and half mm-hmm. between um Carpet's mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't say baby mom. I hate that shit. Yeah, I hate that shit too. I hate that shit. You know, yeah, it, my line of work as a therapist has has forced me to start saying uh the the mother's child or the father's child as opposed to saying baby mama or baby daddy, which I think is uh definitely a more positive spin on it. Uh but that's my little side. Continue. Yeah, it's it's a loaded thing. It's a loaded it's thing. Very loaded yeah. thing. Very loaded right. thing. But my co-parent, um, we, we split time 50%. She has them for a week. We transition. I have them for a week. And so when it comes to the time spent, the money spent, whatever, we split that shit half and half. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's important to the context. Um Right now, Carver's going through a cold. He's having sickness, and she works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I work too, right? Um, I'm on leave. I'm on medical leave right now. We'll get to that later. But, um, you know, it's difficult because she has to work a mm-hmm. whole eight-hour shift while, with a kid that's cold, and this is his first cold. Mm-hmm. You know, we never experienced this before. Mm-hmm. And it's different to not be in that household because I'm like, fuck, man. I want to be there and help take care of my son who's got congestion. I want to saline his nose and I want to put the baby vase on his chest and <laughs> use a little baby. All that stuff, no. right? All the stuff that you learn on YouTube and from the pediatrician. What you supposed <laughs> to do when the baby has a cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's left with, to deal with that by herself. And oh, because her and I, not, baby, do not put mouthwash on it. It's going to burn. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but a real problem. He having a real fatherhood moment over there. No, ma'am. No, the, the water is fine. Use the water. It's, it's okay. Look at Baba. Okay. Look at Baba. Right. <laughs> Papa Sherrod over there. Papa Sherrod. I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot I wasn't. No, no. You could. Yeah, yeah, man. You never turned off. It's all good. It's all good. But, um, you know, it, it makes me, because in my mind, when I was fucking 16 years old, I was thinking, you know, when I have my first kid, it's going to be in this peaceful family dynamic where I'm married by the age of 24. Because <laughs> <And laughs> we always, we, we said time, we spent, you know, we spent, we said time limits on ourselves when we're teenagers and think we're sure. we going to have, I win. But yeah, while I was 16, I was thinking, yeah, by this age, you know what I'm saying, I'll be working on my first, maybe second child. Mm-hmm. Um in a marriage mm-hmm. and this is how we're going to have this and all according to a plan but you can plan a pity pick pretty picnic but you can't predict the weather right i'm sure three stars all the stuff um that's not the case that's not the case me and my my child's mother are not romantic um we, we don't have that kind of connection there's no desire uh for us to be a family mm-hmm and, but yet we still have to navigate the space and co-parent and raise Carver in such a way that we're, we're both influential. We, we love him equally. We are there to support him and each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if she tells me that she's having a hard time and she need a break, and even though we, we supposed to split time 50-50, she say, hey, man, I need you to take Carver a couple of days early because I'm burnt out. I got to, you know, I want to be in a space where I, I'm like, hey, no problem, man. I got him. Mm-hmm. And not keep that as a receipt to say, hey, you know what I'm saying? I kept him for motherfucking nine days this week. So that means you got to keep him 
I was gonna <laughs> ask, I was gonna ask yeah, in, in this co-parenting dynamic, how do you kind of avoid doing that tit for tat thing that you typically find in co-parenting dynamic? You have to prioritize. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Can you define what this tit for tat thing is? So first? when I say tit for tat, or when you hear tit for tat in these dynamics, kind of like what Sean was just saying, uh, I kept him for X amount of time. This is my weekend to go do whatever the fuck I got to go do. It's your turn. Or I didn't did this for him. Where's your input? Where are you picking up the slack? Or, you know, that whole keeping score thing that you typically. You know what, though? And I I am definitely going to be like devil's advocate, alternative point of view, however the hell you want to say Go it. for it. I need, I need it on this um, Go for it. You encounter that all the time in every group project you've ever done in life. For sure. Like, I literally just learned in my management class, like, there's always going to be somebody on a team that is three or more who does not pull their weight. Yeah, for sure. Because the, the mindset is that somebody else can do. Yeah, yeah, so it, it, yeah. So if you apply that same framework mm-hmm. to parenting, mm-hmm. y- you have to understand it's not going to be 50-50. It's not 50-50 between me and Mike. She breasty. She wake up in the middle of the night. So that the baby can have warm nutrition. I can't do that. It will never be 50-50 in that regard. Yeah. And so time isn't the, but but time isn't, but you Mm. warm up the bottle, she still has milk that is being produced. For sure, for sure. It stays up too long, it begins to hurt. So for sure. So of course the only thing she can do is alleviate that by allowing our child a nurse from her body. For sure, for sure, for sure. There will never be a 50-50 split. Okay. I don't care what you talking about in any dynamic in life. There will never be even. I I I agree. That's church. That's 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 church. Real talk. And when I say 50 50, I I literally just for us in the co-parenting dynamic, I'm at time. But you you're 100 right. The the woman definitely bears the vast majority of physical brunt. The, the emotional brand, you know what I'm saying? She, she's she got postpartum and things that she's going mm-hmm. through. So I don't, I don't want to detract away from that from a female mm-hmm. experience. So, so and, and I, I, I agree with that mindset. So I guess now the question becomes, given that that's probably going to exist in the dynamic anyways, regardless of whether it's co-parenting, married, whatever the situation is, how do you stop yourself from keeping score then? Yeah, G, um, it's prioritizing my son. Um, mm. and, and one thing for me, bro, I'm, I'm not afraid of conflict mm. as a motherfucking Virgo, right? <laughs> <laughs> However, when it comes to my son, I try to uh, not have unhealthy conflict. Conflict's not a bad thing either. It's not a bad word either. We think of conflict, we think of oh, terrible. Right. There's a reason why conflict um, resolution is a thing. You can't. Exactly, exactly. I welcome, I welcome conflict, but I don't engage in it unnecessarily. For and sure. so I'll share, you know, more intimately. Even today, um, me and my child's mother got into um, a situation of conflict because she was like, yo, um, can you take him a day earlier? Mm-hmm. I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. This specific day, I could not because I had plans for, for other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not willing to. In fact, I, I am. I want to spend as much time with him as I can. Mm-hmm. But today, I could not because I had I had you know, predetermined plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to communicate that to her, like, yo, I would, but I have plans today. Mm-hmm. And 
at first, I got to admit, in my mind, I was like, damn, G, if I turn her down for this, I say, no, what if she say next time I for the ass, like, yo, can you take me there early because I got something she say? Now, nah, remember that time when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to do that. But I have to trust, and I do trust, that she's going to put Carver first mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Yeah, like, no, it's fine. I can take him. because I, And I have to also be in that same space. Even though we don't have that romantic connection, mm-hmm. even though it's this this uh it could potentially be mm-hmm. resentment about us not having this kind of relationship right always at the forefront before any of that bullshit carver has to be fucking first and that's a conversation that we had throughout pregnancy um while right before she went into labor like yo this shit getting real now we mm-hmm. have to remind ourselves carver is priority one a mm-hmm. you know i'm saying he's always going to be that um so regardless what our relationship looks like, regardless who comes into our lives, Carver is first. And if a decision impacts him negatively, don't make that decision in that way. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how we avoid that. Okay. Um, do you feel like you miss out on moments because you're in a co-parenting dynamic as opposed to whatever the quote-unquote norm is? Absolutely. That's for, for sure that that opportunity, and you know, Sherrod is in a position where he's he's both co-parenting for his his first child, but he also gets to be there mm-hmm. for his his newest baby, and he he missed some moments with his second baby because his you know biologically he didn't father right, but he's he's got a, a variety of situations. Myself, I've, I've got one, and I'm co-parenting. Um, Every week where we trade off, and especially at this point where the baby is growing exponentially, I feel like, God damn, nigga, you are super tall for the last time I seen you, you know, <laughs> yeah. a week ago. Like, what the fuck, bro? You done grown out that onesie. You know, I got to put you in some, in some new shit. My son just, just graduated from newborn diapers to 36 months. I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. Wait, um, clothes or diapers? Diapers and clothes, yeah, both, yeah, both. Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, you look so huge from the last time I saw you, man. And so, yeah, probability wise, it's like you know, there's these all these markers and stuff like you know, by this week, the baby should be doing this and shit. So he's finna start entering that stage where he's reaching and grabbing for things. Okay, and I'm like, oh man. He's gonna grab for his first thing, and I'm like, "What if I'm not there?" Um, but um, you gotta have compersion to pull something in from the polyamorous world. It's a whole completely different topic. You gotta feel happy for someone else, as opposed to feeling jealousy about that. And I, I try to remind myself of that. There are gonna be instances where his mom, just by the nature of our relationship, she's gonna experience and be able to witness things that I'm not because I can't be there present with her 24 uh-huh, seven uh-huh. um, and vice versa. I want her to feel the same thing, but he was with me when he turned over for the first time, mm. he turned over and I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a chance that he gets to a point where he takes his first crawl or first step, and I'm not there, you know, to see it and witness it, and maybe she don't catch it on camera or something like that. So that that does, you know, bother me. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm also very accepting of the fact that that's just that's the reality of our relationship dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 
Yo, we didn't had uh, so much fun recording this episode. We didn't got lost in all the good conversation that uh, shit, we don't last track of time. <laughs> so as always, this right here is gonna be another two-part episode. I really I love watching these different clips and listening to these different parts. But uh, yeah, part two is gonna be dropping on the next air date. You know, it's gonna be a lot of good conversation, a lot more to touch on, a lot more that we left off on in this past episode. So definitely make sure you stay tuned and listen to that. Um, but before you go, I will leave you guys with their box with their box segment. Um, I will say I'm actually proud of how this one turned out. This is definitely a a much better, much more ain't shit box segment. So I'm I'm glad it panned out the way it did. But uh. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay tuned for part two. Until next time. So, this right here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gents and germs, this is The Box. So, for those of y'all that can hear the music, uh, this segment right here, ladies and gentlemen, this is called The Box. It has become a fan favorite. It's my personal favorite. Uh, I'm going to paint a scenario for my guests today and see how ain't shit some of them might or may not be. Especially since most of them is new fathers or adding extra kids to the roster and whatnot. whatnot. Uh, scenario is, man comes into your house, right? Uh, man presents a box. You choose not to shoot this man because he's dressed in all black, looking like Morpheus and shit. So you don't really want to fuck with the Matrix or any of those problems that may come from killing this man. So you let him in the house. Uh, he has a box. He sits that box down on your dining table. Uh, inside this box is a button. You press this button, right? You get anything in the world that you have ever desired, that you've ever thought about wanting, that you've ever... Uh, truly wished for but never knew it was possible to get right so we're talking about tangible shit we're talking about materialistic shit we're talking about shit that could realistically happen <laughs> uh so you press this button you get this thing you get it immediately it only happens once the catch is as soon as you press this button someone in the world dies you don't know who the person is you have no control over it is. You have no say so over it is. It could be someone old. It could be someone young. It could be someone you know. It could be someone you don't know. It could be somebody who wasn't supposed to die. You could be doing someone a favor and ending them from terminal cancer. Whatever. You don't know. Right? So, uh, the catches are, number one, like I said, whatever you wish for, it has to be a tangible, materialistic thing. So, it can't be nothing stupid like, I want to fly. I want to be invisible. I want to be Professor X for a day. None of that goofy ass shit. Right? Uh, number two, you can't prevent the person from dying to die because uh, that's just going to happen all together. So there ain't no, ain't no backing out of that. Um, and three, I've had to say this a few times because it, it helps people play the game. Uh, if you don't press the button, then you die. So given all that, gents, what are you pressing this button for? What, are y'all, what is going to make y'all say, fuck these kids? I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna go press this button and get out, get out there, whatever it is I want to get. Yeah. 
Um, man, what a scenario. Um, since those are your only caveats, I, I did not hear that a person can't be in the box. That's correct, right? I, I did not say a person cannot be in the box, but it is a button. So, I mean, I don't know how big of a box you're trying to fit someone in. It could be a fucking refrigerator. That's cool. I got a new right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying my baby, man. My son is going to be in that box. So that's what you want. That's that's it. That's the only thing. That that's a be tangible item. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It, it, it is the new fatherhood response that I kind of expected. So, yeah. Hey, no, no cap, though, man, because I mean, like you said, anybody could die as long as I'm not. All right. You know, it could be my son. If I pick something else, my son could be the one who get off. Right. You so right. You right. That's the one I'm, I'm making sure he's in the box. I I, I respect, respect that. that answer. I respect that answer a lot. I, I am thinking very literally. I do not answer doors if you don't call before you come, or I'm not expecting you. <laughs> so that nigga, whoever he may be, Morpheus, cousin Skeeter, I don't care. They staying outside because I don't answer the door if I don't know you coming. Let's say, and my wife can tell you this. I will leave you outside. <laughs> you need to call me while you downstairs ringing the bell. Who are you? <laughs> Let's say you did invite him over. Let's say you know who this person is. What are you pressing the button for? I, my train of thought was the same as Sean. This may be some birthday twin telepathy stuff, but uh, my, my family my family is something I've always wanted. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I've never felt more fulfilled as a person until I got, like, a wife and kids and, like, being able to care for and nurture them and, like, all my masculine energy. I, I Like, I just love it. So I... If, I would hope that they are in the box. That's some beautiful ass shit, bro. All right, all right, all right. Tangible enough for sure. I get it. I respect it. Family. That's kind of the theme of today's episode. All right, Deshaun. Look, get, get niggerish, bro. <laughs> bro. I was, but then I had to really think about my situation. Um, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't gonna press that button. I'm gonna have to go. First, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because everything in this world is going to die anyway. Yes, sir. Everything in this world going to die anyway. So, and then the the risks are too high. You said it could be somebody I know. So that means my wife, my two kids could die. I don't know. And I don't know how. I I can't live with myself if one of those three die. And I got everything that I thought I wanted. So I got to go. I got a good life insurance policy on myself. So, you know, my kids, you hear my me? Wife, they'll be straight. <laughs> but but the, 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 so playing a little devil's advocate, you feel like your wife and kids wouldn't miss the fact that you're gone? They miss me, but they'd be real oh, fucking comfortable. Oh, I know, they, oh, I know they would miss me. I know they would miss me. Like, for sure. Let's, but say, I know let's, that, say, let's say you had the option to buy, to get all the money in the world to pay for all the schools, all the medical bills that you would ever encounter throughout any of their lives. And you sacrifice that to kill yourself. You think they wouldn't be mad about that? No, because they're going to have it regardless after this life insurance talks. <laughs> <laughs> you must I, I, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. I When when my son came, actually, hell, when Zeta came, I started making, like, a lot of decisions on a, on a dad basis, you know, just, like, real smart decisions. But then right right. When, I, it's when I got married and I knew I was planning a family with my wife, I said, man, I could die at any moment, but at least I can know that if I set my family up financially, my wife going to take care of that, and she going to make sure my kids are good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
if I set you up and something happened to me, because you know I'm the I'm the head of the house, you know if something happened to me. I want to make sure that you can continue the lifestyle that you already got plus more, and make sure the kids are straight. Hey, you know what, Joe? In that in that order, like I I just started a new role, um, like two months ago, and I had to do some adult paperwork. And I, I, put, I put my wife down, like, as my emergency contact. But, like, she's also the beneficiary on all of my policies exactly. and on, my, like, my stock brokerage accounts. Exactly. So, like, I hear exactly what Deshaun is saying. Like, I, if I go, yes, yeah, man, the boy will be world, there man. because of me. But, it's like, different world. and my wife is a complete stay at home. Like, one day she said, yeah, babe, I'm tired of my job. I don't want to work no more. Okay, quit. So like I bring in the bread, yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna make sure they good. Hey, you know, as as yeah. as, as, as responsible black men, as responsible black fathers, I as much as I want to ain't shit answer, I, I, I respect all those answers. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> hey man, it's the theme of your episode. You know what I'm saying? If we were talking about something else, maybe that'd be different answers. But, no, you know, no, new first dad. I feel like hey. we, I feel like we talking about somebody else. These 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 will still be your answers because that, that's the stage of life that y'all in right now. And right. Me, so like, as a single black yeah. man, in all of his toxicity, I'm definitely not at that stage right now. But and that's, I get that's it. Cool. And I respect it. I respect it. And but see, that's cool though. I, I love the fact that you can admit that because you got a lot of people that are front. But it's like people got to understand this, and I'm gonna say this, and, and maybe it be controversial, but it is what it is. I'm gonna tell you something. Fathers actually love their children more than the mothers do. Oh, for sure. So when you when you step up to be a real father to your kids, it ain't nothing that you won't do for your children. So people think just because the kids grow inside of the mama, they got that bond. But I've seen a lot of women say that's still a stranger. But the father, we got to make that relationship like we got to certify that relationship because that baby doesn't know anything of us just yet. So when you talking in the stomach, and you, you making relationships, you know, you're saying you reading to the baby, singing to the baby, doing all of that, letting them feel your vibrations of your voice. That's a, that's a bond that you're building. And then when that baby get here, I'm sure all of us felt this way when all our kids got here. And you like, man, what? I done made this little beautiful creation. I ain't finna let nothing or nobody harm this little creation. And that's just what it is. So it changes your mindset. Because right. I tell you right now, if you caught me seven years ago, my answer would have been like, nigga, I want all the scratch-offs. <laughs> what are we talking about? Hey, what are we talking I, about? That nigga better have all the scratch-offs. The winning, the winning combination, my boy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, 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 since you just gave me an alternate spin on this game, thank you for that. If y'all weren't, if y'all weren't fathers, if y'all didn't have families or building families right now, what would y'all answers would have been? Let, let me let me do it that way now. If I may, if if I may, uh-huh. my 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 existence as a human, like began on my own. Like I've been a dad since I was fifteen. I don't think my answer would change. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Hey, I'm telling you now, my shit seven years ago before Zeta was here, before when we was just you know what I'm saying getting done with Sigma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over with. Scratch off. Scratch off. My boy say I'm hitting it big. Hey, yo. Hey, man. No, straight up, though. Like, 
Bro, I'm I'm not a motherfucker that's money motivated. Anybody that's close to me will let you know, bro. I don't give a fuck about that. Money money lets you move through this physical world in a certain way, but it's, it's never been one of my core priorities. With that fucking said, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know where I've been. Uh-huh. I, I got to say, if I open up that box, it's got to be some instant insider trading information you know what i'm saying there's got to be some some shit from jeff bezos letting me know hey bro amazon about to go public okay so, you know like the, the first ipo okay. Uh, okay that's the only thing i, I can really think of to say this, Talk this bad, sean you need the seed funding like when that nigga was in school that nigga about did, to that nigga, right. like yeah i'm about to you, you, need to a share, you need to be a shareholder that's what you need to be like i got hey. 50 dollars right <laughs> nah real hey real shit <laughs> hey, that, that, nigga need, that nigga need that Martha Stewart information. That exactly. Hey, I'm telling you, bro. I do that time for that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, some of the legendary answers I've heard throughout the time of me doing this. Um, uh, someone, I'm going to leave her nameless. Y'all can go back and listen to the actual episode and find out who it is. Um, she says she just wants a pizza lunchable, a pizza lunchable. Uh, one of my what? other homies, <laughs> yeah, one of my other homies said he wants to be one of those uh, toxic Instagram massage therapists that you see in all the videos massaging all the naked women and shit. Oh, wow. Guard! <laughs> uh, another Gar. one. <laughs> These are some interesting fantasies, though. You know, hey, it's all realistic, right? Uh, yeah. alert. <laughs> another one of my homies said he just wants to be a, a, a Dubai prince for a day. Um mm. My answer historically has always been something a bit alt well, not necessarily altruistic, but very uh, personal, near and dear to me. Um, give me all the money in the world that I would need to erase all my debts, all my existing debts. We're talking student loans, credit cards, car payments, motherfuckers I owe five, ten dollars to everything. And you like, have it anyway, bro. You're good on the box for that. You said what? Yeah. You, get that you don't need the box for that. You can do that alive without. I can. I can. But I mean, if somebody if somebody could die for me to get to that sooner, I press the button. Damn, cold blooded kill. When you put it like when you put it like that, if somebody had to die sooner for you to reach those goals, dream bigger, my brother. I mean, I got I got other goals. I, I, okay, I had, like student loans, your car, your hey, credit card. Ass, like he like, like two hundred k total. <laughs> I'm thinking $200,000 a year for franchising a fucking Chick-fil-A. You chose $200,000 over somebody's fucking life? Nigga, go franchise a Chick-fil-A. I mean, like, you got to go big, bro. If the, money big. Comes, if the money that comes from me paying off my debt leaves me a little extra to franchise a Chick-fil-A, then yeah, that's part of that same wish. It's all oh, it's all one. Yeah, but you didn't oh, say that yeah. was a part of the original deal. I have to say oh, it. Bloody <laughs> what I choose to do I is change my his name in my phone. Cold-blooded Cold blooded Kev. Cold blooded Kev. That's for sure the new motherfucking monitor. My debt-free life at that point is up to me. But the point is to get debt-free first. Cold with a K, no capital. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no capital. No Just because his name Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, sure. that is the box. It's been a great season. I. Uh, I love y'all. <laughs> this is brought to you by Cold Black Kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs>